Discipleship on Purpose podcast. Welcome to the Discipleship on Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate the support. And uh, for all those that have, have listened to the podcast or have been praying for this podcast, thank you. I really appreciate it. Uh, this is episode 17, and we're going to be talking about just COVID-19 and um, how this is impacting our world and what we should be doing about it. I mean, so I don't know where all my listeners are, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, I know that, you know, schools are shut down. A lot of businesses are shut down. Unemployment is like through the roof. I, I was watching a chart last night on Twitter and it just, it was going over the historically speaking of regarding unemployment and just the levels. And this level is just at a level, it's it just unheard of. It doesn't even come, it's so much more than we've ever been. And so who knows how this is going to impact the economy and the world. I, I think that this is still a kind of new. And, um, you know, for those that think that it's going to be normal in a couple months, I, I don't know, but God does. But still, considering just the, the, the data and stuff, I, I would imagine that there are some hard times coming. You know, there's a lot of things that people just had the privilege of, of being able to purchase that were more luxury items that they're not going to be purchasing anymore. I mean, people are going to be have a, having a hard time, you know, just putting food on the table, paying for rent, um, you know, mortgages uh, or whatever, whatever things that they actually do need. I mean, you know, the, 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 the economy cannot function the way that the government is shutting it down. Um, ideally, all work is essential. Um, so I, the, the government doesn't, I mean, they, 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 I don't even think that the way they're going about it is good or wise because, um, there's businesses that they're keeping open that are not essential, like pot shops, not essential. They shouldn't even be open. They, they shouldn't be a part of our, uh, business culture. Uh, marijuana is very destructive and it destroys people. It keeps people numb from reality, uh, from actually being present and engaged. Um, people that, um, are, are, have a problem with marijuana. They, they just, they have a problem with actually just being thankful for where we really are in reality, like right here in front of us. Um, that's just a way of numbing yourself and avoiding, uh, the responsibility of actually working and, and actually being productive in the culture. And so the government, yeah. And so, and then even now you think about the stimulus and just the money that they're giving. I mean, I don't know. I, I wish that this was something that could be approved by the people and, and hopefully our people would not want it. Um, clearly, I think what we need to be doing is taking precautions. We need to be washing our hands, being safe. If you're, you know, feeling sick or under the weather, you know what, stay home, just you know, avoid people. There's no point in going out if you're not feeling well. That's just not being a blessing to your neighbor. If we're gonna if we're gonna love our neighbor as we would love ourselves, when we're not feeling well and we're ill, well we don't want to expose that to other people. That just and I think that's common sense. But obviously in our culture, um what is common sense is just not common. I mean there's ideas that people have that are just ridiculous. Like this is uh you can't even reason with that kind of argument. That's not even a valid argument. That's so easy to tear apart and so we, um, you know, we need to be wise with our dealings with what what the uh, government is saying, what they're requiring of us, because they are not our boss. As disciples of Jesus Christ, 
he, Jesus, is our boss, and he is the one that we need to give an account to, not our our governors or our government, senates, whoever. I mean, obviously, we want to go about it in a way to where we totally respect um, the government because God has given us th- that authority, but he's given it for a certain reason and it's it's not to control to control us it's actually to protect us and to and and obviously i need to do more reading and understanding of the government but uh, you you would get the point and so for you i mean some of you aren't working and and so you're at home and your kids are at home like I mean, I am thankful that I'm able to continue to work. I'm a part of a supply chain manufacturing with sheet metal that we, we there's people that depend on us to get those um, supplies that they need to continue to do essential work. Um, but like I said, I think all work is essential. I'm looking forward to when the the this shut this at home shelter is is removed and we and we actually allow businesses to continue to operate and try to do what they can to. Um, support not only the communities but families and, and the people that actually want to work you know this is what we were called to do god gave us work it's it's part of who we are um work didn't come after the fall it was always before that um the fall just made work harder but still um we work is something that we should be thankful for and excited about i mean like i've seen i think i've said before monday is like my second favorite day i love work i love going to work uh, but you know in your context maybe you're at home and you're on unemployment and your kids are at home and you know what are you what are you doing uh this is an opportunity for you to uh capitalize on i mean if if there's ever been a time to where you weren't required to actually you can't work the government government's not allowing it you know what does it look like for you to increase your capacity um to to be learning new things to be getting better in your character in the way that you handle things, um, you know, worldview thinking, I mean, just uh, the, the things that you should be learning that will be a benefit to your employer when you go back to work. I mean, these skills that you could be strengthening or maybe learning new things. I mean, this is right now, they're, they're, right now is an opportunity to add so much value to your own character that when you come back, people could be like, wow, who are you? Like you, this isn't even the, this is amazing. I can't believe the, the skills and abilities that have come out of you. Where did you get this? And you could be like, you know what? I just didn't waste the time that was given. And so maximize this. Every, every hard things are hard. And, and oftentimes it's the human tendency to run from things that are difficult, from things that are challenging, from, from things that push us. You know what? No, those are the opportunities that you really want to lean in. And, and part of the way that you can lean in is by making sure that you have a good pit crew. You know, people in your life who are going to continue to push you, to stir you, and to not let you be uh, lazy and to, you know, but, but ultimately don't, don't, look back on this opportunity and have regret. Um, there are so many times in my own life to where I had a hard situation. I mean, I mean, it could be from anything from a conversation to, you know, having to leave a job, uh, having to fire somebody, I mean, you know, or actually just, um, you know, let's say that the, this, you know, something didn't go the way that it, it should have gone and it just had a, an impact on a, a multitude of levels. I mean, these things are for our good and God is going to use them for our growth. But you know, there's a way to go through a trial and not grow. 
And that's just not what we should be wanting for ourselves or the people around us. We want our peoples to, to go through this and to come out stronger in what they believe, in their convictions, and just their character. So last, uh, last week at church, we talked about six ideas that would, would totally be opportunities for us to consider uh, right now. Uh, to make us wise in, in life. And, and obviously, you know, continue to be reading your Bible, uh, to be doing, um, you know, to, to, to get caught up to, and then get caught up and maybe even to be able to do some more studying that you're, you're not normally able to do because you have all this free time. Uh, but, you know, consider these things. Um, how are you being productive? Um, for you, for you men, um, you know, how, how are you uh, being productive as, as a, as a husband um, as a father, um, even if you're continuing to work or not work like at your home, how are you, um, you know, making things better? You know, how are you attacking your own sinfulness and struggles and challenges? You know, whether that's as a husband, a father, um, you know, or a friend or in any, any capacity, just think about it. Like this is the time to be, to be productive and not only like trying to, uh, to learn, new things, uh, but, uh, you know, but to actually to teach, um, your children or, or even helping your wife. I mean, husbands are called to nourish and cherish their wives. Nourishing is feeding them. Like, so be productive in that way. Um, your communication, maybe, maybe you need to strengthen your communication and be productive in learning how to be a better communicator when it comes to communicating with your wife or your kids or your friends or even your neighbors. I mean, there's, there's so many ways to be productive, but we need to be finding ways to, to make our homes look better, um, to continue, uh, like even for, uh, you know, uh, those people in your home have a, have a strong work ethic, uh, such that, you know, what people see that, I mean, if you don't have one, you know, you know, get that, uh, build that, um, you know, help your children build that. I mean, there is nothing better than for, for, for kids to, to understand the responsibility that comes with work and having that weight and being able to teach them to, to, to work to their best and to give their best, to give all of themselves to whatever is before them. I mean, oftentimes, you know, the, the level of productive, uh, of productive, that comes out of people is probably not at full capacity. And so what does it look like for you to increase that, to get that closer to 100%? I mean, obviously, nothing will ever be perfect. We'll always have problems. Uh, work is all about trying to solve problems in a sense. You know, somebody has a need, and so you're trying to help them out or somebody, yeah, whatever that need is. So, you know, but be productive. Uh, take care of your home. Take care of your people. And then look for, uh, how you can be productive with your, your neighbors, um, even people within your church community. Uh, the second thing is uh, be generous. Um, think about, you know, I love the quote, we reap according to how much we sow. And so, um, you know, we need to be looking for ways to, to be serving people around us and to be blessing them um, and, and for get, finding ways to give. Uh, right now, there's a lot of people that are taking, that are wanting to, to, to hoard. Um, that's not the kind of um, character that we want as Christians. We want to be ones that are giving. You know, if, if we had, you know, if we had, uh, you know, two rolls of toilet paper and our neighbor needed one, we'd happily give them one. You know, knowing that God will supply, we we will find more toilet paper. Um, you may need to go work for that uh, and find it, but still, I mean, if your neighbor is in need and you can help them, be generous. Don't don't worry about um, you know um, 
being stockpiled and I can't give anything away because what happens if we run out? Well, you know, that may happen, but still like being generous is what is going to be benefiting you and your people most. So how can you be generous and not just with, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, material items or monetary, like money, but like yourself, you know, be generous with yourself, you know, with, with your family, with your friends, you know, there's, there's so many ways to be giving yourself. Um, yeah, we may not be able to go out and, and have meetings and, and go to church and, and go to work, but still there's many, there's so much good things within our technology that you can actually connect and find ways to give. Um, you know, I mean, you, you got a phone, if you have an iPhone, man, you have so many tools in your pocket that you can use to be generous. And so, you know what, think about that, uh, be self-controlled. You know what? Uh, show your family what it looks like to be um, self-controlled and, and to love the standard and to be willing to be obedient to what Jesus Christ has put before us. Um, you know what? Take extreme ownership of yourself. Um, you, as far as the problem is, it's you. So if there's something that you can do to make things better, well, go for it. I mean, but ultimately, you know, being self-controlled is important. Um, not only do your kids need to be seen, you be self-controlled, um, but they need to be taught to, to be responsible for themselves. And so, you know, if you're binging on Netflix um, or just, you know, um, you know, just wasting your time away, um, you know, all the time being entertained. Well, that's, that's, that's one way of not being self-controlled. I mean, obviously there's times to have fun, but obviously don't let everything just go away and to where you go through and you come out on the other end of this and you're like, I just, I was able to watch, you know, all seasons of the office and park and recs and all this. And like, man, they, they were just so funny. I just, I laughed so much. I just couldn't, I, I just couldn't stop. You know, we want to be, um, we want to actually learn to have self-control in a lot of different areas. So consider where you need to love the standard and you need to have more self-control and you get some self-control. Fourth is be persuasive, you know, uh, engage others, um, you know, whether you're online or you're, you're talking with, um, you know, friends on, you know, Zoom or, uh, you know, you're, you're engaging your neighbors across the fence, um, as long as they're six feet. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, you know, what, what are you bringing? I mean, you have a perspective to bring. As a Christian, you, you should have hope. So lead with hope. Bring that perspective. Uh, come, come bring in value, like ha helping people get better or see things better. Oftentimes people around us, um, especially if they don't know the Lord, um, they have a bad perspective. They don't see the world the way that they should see it. Help them to see in a way that actually helps them be better. And so uh, obviously we need the Lord to, uh, to change hearts, but still you have a perspective, be challenging, uh, be persuasive, bring that argument to people, you know, not, not in a sense of blowing things up, but you know what, trying to get to the truth and to expose, to use your words in a way that, 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 that show that you really care about what, what is true and you're, you're wanting to get things better. You know, you're wanting to build from where we're at, not to destroy it. Uh, number five, don't fret. Um, uh, it's very easy to fret and to, 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 we're in uncertain times. Um, but you know what? Uh, Jesus is Lord over the world and all the details, and that includes the coronavirus. So we do not need to worry. Um, ideally, um, there's a lot of people out there that are totally operating in a way that is, is evil, that is sinful, and they will, that will not go unpunished. 
Uh, we don't need to fret for the pe- oh, for what, what people out there are doing that's wrong or isn't right or isn't the way you would want it. Just you, don't fret and consider how you can be the type of person that you would want other people to be. That's, that's what you want to do. But the Lord's sovereign. Trust him. He's got the, he, he knows the, the plans the, and the purposes of his ways. And so trust him. Uh, even when it's hard, yes, we're, we're in deep waters. It may feel like we're drowning, but he's with us. We're going to get through this. Sooner or later, this too shall pass. I mean, worst case, you, you go to be with him in heaven. I mean, that's worst case. But still, I mean, he has us. He owns us. We belong to him. That can't be taken away. And the other thing is to be cheerful. You, you, you know the story. Uh, understand it better. Um, there is, we should totally be able to go through this with joy. Because, I mean, I totally believe that God has promised to conform his people to the image of his son. And that, that, is, that this is part of that. This is working that out. This is having an effect on us and allow it to have an effect that actually gets to what God has promised. I mean, when you're running from that or avoiding it or being murmuring or, or complaining, that's not, uh, the, not going to be helpful at all. Not for your soul, not for the people in your home, and not for the people in your community. You need to be joyful. You know, consider, like, consider these questions. I loved it from this uh, article that just, uh, a book that I was reading that talks about um, as you consider um, so questions that should uh, open you to seeing things differently. And so they ask, what if every square inch is truly God's? What if every person is made in God's image? What if every moment is, is within God's providence? How do our answers to those questions affect the way that we see the news? And, uh, and I would say the world, I would say just, you know, the situations. I mean, knowing the truth, the, 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 those questions, it's going to have a, a, a very positive impact. You should be able to, to ask those questions and go, yes, that's right. Okay, I, this is good. This is going to end in a way that, that is good. And so I, am, I can be thankful you know, and, and honor Jesus Christ and serve him and, and look for ways to be thankful and to, and to, to not complain, but to see good in, in the situation. And, and maybe the only good you can see is like, you know what, I don't know why this bad thing has happened, but all I know is that God has promised that he's going to conform me to be like Jesus. And that includes this. This is part of that. I can be happy in that. So, you know what, look out there, fear the Lord and laugh and sing. You know what? We are in good hands and God has promised that he will never forsake us or leave us. And so like he is going to bring us home. And so we have so much reason to be to be cheerful in, in, in this situation. Yes, it's dire and a lot of bad things are going to happen. People are going to lose their, you know, they're, they're losing their jobs. They could lose their homes. I mean, the, the economy could just be blown up. But I mean, on one level, think about the people that you have in your community I mean, for those people that actually are part of a community and actively um, in, involved with relationships, this is, this is a great opportunity of being able to practice being a Christian in a community and giving and sharing and looking out for one another. And so I hope that this encourages you. Um, I know that these are hard times. And I know that God is trustworthy and he is steadfast and his love will endure forever. Um, for you, if you need any encouragement and I can help, 
uh, feel free to reach out to me. I've often, you know, tweeted or or on Facebook shared how you can get a, get in contact with me. And feel free. I I want to be available for you if you need encouragement or support or help. However that could be, I'll see what I can do. But until next time, or until this coronavirus actually allows us to get back to normal, be godly and growing. Every day is an opportunity. Keep getting after it, guys. I'll see you next time.